You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Always happy wishes and lots of Christmas cheer is all I really All right, want so we've talked a bit over the course of this program about our own shopping practices, yes, other shopping practices, whether it be online or in stores. Let's get into it with Greg Portel. He is the lead partner of Consumer Industries and Retail Practice over at AT Kearney. He's here in our Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to see you. Uh, it's a busy time of the year for sure. So give us the sort of overall sense for where we are. We've been talking about the equity side of this and a lot of retailers uh, getting banged around a little bit today. Uh, what are we seeing so far in the holiday shopping season? Well, I think we're actually seeing what we expected to see, which is a very healthy consumer. Consumers have the disposable income. They're ready to spend. We have a set of retailers that have largely figured out how to interact with those consumers. There's still blips here and there because Mm -hmm. not everyone's going to win this holiday season, but it's now a consumer that is well known to the retail industry. Like at this point, even the old guys, right? The old retailers have been like, okay, I mean, look at what Macy's is doing to their stores or Nordstrom. Like they're all saying, okay, we've got to really figure out or we have figured out what essentially the consumer wants. And we've got it. We've changed our model. Well, they've really almost all of them now have shifted to a much more consumer centric model. So they know that it's not one size fits all. And they also realize that it's not a static consumer. You were talking about, you know, your, your children, that's Gen Z. That's the generation that many of these retailers are trying to retrench to be ready for, even if their spending power is not quite there yet. Greg, what do you make of there? Jason and I have kind of been laughing a little bit about, you know, uh, the retailers that kind of fade away, but not completely. So Toys R Us, right? Bankruptcy, they go through all of that. They come back with a store in New Jersey, but it's a different type of store. Lord and Taylor doing this kind of pop-up experiment. And I kind of left. I'm like, do we really need a Lord and Taylor? And it's nothing against the brand or anything, but I she just scoffed. Think, I, I think, think I, I, scoffed. I think there was some scoffing. So, like, what do you make of... Well, there's a lot of power in brands. Yeah. Okay. And so that familiarity, that interest in revival, because in some cases it's a matter of, you know, I want this brand to do well. I want FAO Schwartz to do well. And I'm going to give them a try. That's right. a lot better than if Greg Portell opened Greg's toy store. Well, I don't know if I have a connection. So the power of brands in consumers' minds are pretty powerful. And retailers and, more importantly, investment communities really grabbing onto that as they try to retrench these it, companies. Well, wait a minute. Does it matter for Gen Z? Well... Gen Z is a little bit different because they want to make sure that the bells and whistles are there. So just having the brand name without being able to back that brand promise up is where companies will quickly find the the guillotine if they're not ready to back if they're not ready to be there. Yeah. Right. I mean Gen Z wants authenticity and they expect you to be what you say you're going to be. Well, and I want to go back to something you said earlier about sort of the expectations around uh, that consumers have, because we were talking to an investor earlier in the show who was talking about, you know, sort of Walmart and Target and their ability to, you know, sort of truly be omni-channel, sort of getting to this point where people sort of get what what they need. Are, are those who don't get there essentially just fading away? Are they going out of business? Like, what are we seeing in terms of, I feel like we're in retail apocalypse 2.0, <laughs> you know, where, where things are starting to, <laughs> to get a little more complicated. Well, it's definitely complicated, but the, the backdrop of all of this is a healthy consumer. Yeah. So the demand is there. 
this isn't a matter of a recession or a depression where the consumer spending is not there. This is a matter of who will win and who will lose. And the ones that we're seeing do better are those that are really even moving past that concept of omni-channel, they're integrated channel. Yeah. So they are looking at how do you as a consumer shop? I don't care how you do it. I know I need to give you a product. I need, you've got Where your you frozen it. doll on the day you want it, when you want it, how you want it, wrapped the way you want it. I don't care whether you do it on a phone, on your laptop, or on the Bloomberg terminal. I want it easy. I want a discount. And your easy and is different than my easy. Return. That's true, right? Right. That is. And, and that's the that's the key. So that ability to execute now will define who wins and who loses. And the challenge for investors in this market is everybody knows the consumer is going to spend, and so all of the retailers are faced with that high expectation of spend. Right. They're expecting consumers to be there. So now you're starting to say, okay, who's cracking? Because not everybody is going to win. And that's where the, the cliff starts to turn up because expectations are so high on retailers this holiday season. Let's talk a little bit about some of the different generations and what they're into when it comes to shopping and what they expect. You mentioned us as we were in the break, some work that you guys done, have done around millennial women do i have that right millennial women yeah so understanding the generational cohorts is really important to retailers and consumer products companies because many of them got got caught flat-footed with the rise of millennials so millennials are the most studied generation ever right and yet companies are now still struggling to keep up with their demands so the specific item we were talking about earlier our research shows that millennial women are a $5 billion missed opportunity for physical retailers. And it makes sense because if you think about it, this is a very digitally savvy group of shoppers. They know how to shop online, yet when they go to stores, they're there for a specific reason. And what have retailers done to manage costs? They've cut store labor. So now you have someone who is going into a store just for to, to learn, to trade, to try on, to do something that requires right. a physical presence, only to be disappointed. So they walk out. And these are folks, I'm just doing the math, right? So they're like 20, in their 20s to like 36, 30s. Yep. like their mid-30s. Um, and these are folks that have been working for a while, potentially, and have some money to spend. And maybe haven't started a family, so their discretionary income they can shop. They, they can are shop. a. They are a. Um, they're a large consumer base. So well, why are we missing it? I feel like we have been talking about millennials forever. Well, well, we have. But if you think about the the challenge is to always play catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's been the. As soon as you get to one point, the expectations change. So you know, read about the retail headlines. Everybody's all excited about mobile. Well, think about how much you use your phone. You could almost predict that mobile is going to catch up. So if you are always chasing the generational cohort and their preferences, you will always be behind, which is another reason we spent so much time looking at at generations. We've done a lot of research now on Generation Z, even though that group doesn't have a lot of pure disposable income, they influence a lot of income. And more importantly, they set the expectations around technological connectivity, what's private, what's not, how do you share, and really the concept of community really gets born out of that Gen Z group. Right. All right. So only about 30 seconds left. But as you look ahead to the rest of the holiday shopping season, what's one thing that people need to be thinking about if they're trying to understand the, the essence of this year, 2019? 
it's going to be the um, always on consumer. Mm. Consumers don't shop by store hours. They don't shop by location. They are always on. And that always on consumer has different preferences that move. So that will be the dominating story of, of 2019. The always on consumer. Always on consumer. They are always shopping. There's no right. time you cannot be shopping. Yeah. Always be shopping. Always be shopping. I am so exhausted. <laughs> All right. Greg Portell, lead partner of the Consumer Industries and Retail Practice over at AT Kearney. Thank you so much for stopping by, Great spending stuff. some time with us. 